how you doing? You doing all right? Turn to your neighbor, give them a fist bump, and ask them how they're doing. Somebody sitting around you. Great. Y'all looking so good today. Looking really good. Are, are, are we ready for summer to wrap up? We're just about there? How about the weather last week? Oh, my goodness. In Oklahoma, I thought I was living in a different state. That was amazing. I love all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm glad that you're here today. And uh, I pray that God really speaks to your heart today. I pray, pray that he, whatever reason you came here for, that he speaks to you for that reason. Does that sound good? That's what we've been praying for this week, that God knows, and we're, we're still going to do worship, and we're still going to preach, but we're going to try to get out of the way and let God speak to you today because you need to hear that. Speaking of hearing, can anybody hear that little ring, or is that just me? That's going to sound like I'm breathing through my nose through the mic or something like that. They're going to operate on that. They'll get that fixed up. Sounds great. Well, we are in the middle of this series, really kind of toward the end of this series, Summer at South Point. I really hope you've enjoyed getting to hear all of our staff speak all summer long. If you have, can we show them a little love if you've enjoyed a little variety? Yep. And if they weren't near as good as the pastor, go ahead and give them another little... Yeah, uh-huh. Setting you up there. Um, I love it. I love it because I get to hear their heart, and uh, you get to see and hear what's going on in their lives and how, you know, what God's laying on them, and uh, it's just great to hear all of that. Great to hear all of that. If you have your orange bulletin, there's some notes in there. You can follow along with us, and if you're joining us online, welcome to everybody joining us online, no matter what day or time of day it is. We pray that God would speak to you exactly the same way. Today, uh, the, these last couple of messages, what I've done the last four messages that I've preached is I've taken my message from a different gospel. So the first week was Matthew, the second week was Mark, and in between staff members. This week, the message comes out of the book of Luke. And Luke is a real different book, which I love. Um, one, my kid's named after Luke. Um, not, the, not the cowboy guy, the disciple. You know, it's kind of real close, but it's maybe both. He's named after both. And Luke is cool because... Luke writes more content in the New Testament than anybody else. It's the only gospel also that has a sequel. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he also wrote, he wrote the book of Luke, but he also wrote the book of Acts. And right where the book of Luke ends, the book of Acts picks up and continues. And so it's a really incredible story. It's great to read those two together. Just skip over John and go to, go to Acts, read that, and come back and read uh, John when you're doing that. It, something also that's interesting about Luke is that Luke was not Jewish like the other writers of the gospel. He was Greek, and he was a physician, and that's why uh, we get a little different perspective on some things. We get a little more heartfelt, some of the heartfelt stories, and not as much of the, the Jewish history as we get in Matthew, Mark, and John. Uh, Luke is an incredible, incredible book. It gives us a little different perspective on our relationship with Christ and who Jesus was and some different things that he did. So today I'm taking the message out of the book of Luke, and I'm gonna, we're actually going to cover all 24 chapters in the next 30 minutes. Are you with me? We're going to read them all. King James. Word for word. I'm just seeing who's with me or not. No, I'm, I'm, the book of Luke is divided up kind of into four sections, and we're going we're gonna to take a couple of points from each one, but here's my thing today. Can I just be honest with you as a pastor? I, I like to start my messages being honest. The, the worship team picking out songs for this week had no idea what the message is over. And when you see the connection there, uh, Jenny, we didn't talk about the content of the message this week. And she got up and really talked about the same thing, about freedom, 
about God wanting to lay our burdens down, wanting us to not walk with weight in our life, that Jesus came so you and I could be free. Did you know that? And in a world that is so blessed, our world that we live in is so blessed. Do you know just having ice in your house is one of the greatest blessings on this planet? I mean, it's incredible. And just these things, we live in such a blessed world, yet we carry some of the greatest emotional burdens of any people group in the world. We need to hear messages over freedom. Did you know that? And so today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really take you through what I believe the reason God brought you here for, to speak to you about freedom and about living life in Him. All right? Let's do that this morning. Let me, let me start with chapters 1 and 2, because I'm not going to read you out of, anything out of that. I'm just going to let you know. That does start off like a lot of the other Gospels. Chapters 1 and 2 connects Jesus, starts with King David, connects him back. Like I say, I'm going backwards this way. David, and then backwards to Abraham, and connects Jesus all the way back to Adam, and really compares Jesus to the, the second Adam, somebody that's going to bring life once again, but in a different way, a spiritual way, a, a whole new creation of people that are not just uh, the physical people, but that are spiritual people also. So... They do that in chapters 1 and 2, but here's where the meat really gets good is the next section. Chapters 3 through 9 in the book of Luke is where Jesus launches his ministry. He's 30 years old. He shows up on the scene. John the Baptist, he baptizes him. And y'all know that we, we call him John the Baptist not because of he started the Baptist denomination. Did y'all know that? It's, it's because he baptized people. That's why we call him that. John baptizes Jesus, who was actually Jesus' cousin launches Jesus' ministry, and we get to start seeing what Jesus is all about. And one of the very first things Jesus talks about is in Luke chapter 4, he announces to everybody what his mission is, why I've come. And you may think this is old hat, but can I tell you, this is the only hat. This is the only reason Jesus came right here. This is what he says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom. Everybody say freedom. freedom. Woo, that's a good one. Everybody to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. I want you to know when he's talking about, I, I'm, I'm bringing freedom for the prisoners. He's not talking just about people in jail. Did you know that? He's not just talking about people in jail. He's talking about people that are bound. People that are dragging too much weight around. People that are caught spiritually, emotionally, physically. Jesus said, God has put his spirit on me to come give you the good news. But you don't have to live that way. There's a whole other world and it's called freedom. Can I get an amen? Like, there's a world of freedom in Christ. And what's great about that is, let me, let me, let me tell you, this is, this is Jesus' message. Jesus came bringing freedom. Point number one. I want you to get that. He came bringing freedom, period. Freedom from sin. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from stress. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom from worship. Freedom from burden in this world. Jesus came bringing freedom. And what's great about that, and I'll put this in your notes, that there's a Greek word that is used there. Luke, being a Greek, uses a specific word. Aphesis. It's a Greek word that actually references a couple of thousand years before in the book of Leviticus, chapter 25. That's what you ought to write down. That's what you ought to go read later is the book of, or the chapter 25 of Leviticus. That's, it's an incredible chapter. Because God announces something to his people, something that God's been trying to do since the beginning of time. Do you know, here's what happened. In the Garden of Eden, we had it great. 
however long that lasted, I don't even know how long that lasted. Could have been, could have been months, could have been years, could have been millennium. And we messed that up, right? We, we chose sin, we chose to disobey God, and sin came into the world because of that choice. And can I tell you that ever since that moment, ever since that moment in the garden, God has been looking for ways to bring freedom into our lives. We exchanged perfection for pride and what we wanted to be like him and ever since then sometimes some people think it's just new testament just because jesus came let me tell you in leviticus 25 that word aphesis refers to the year of jubilee the year of jubilee is when jesus announced when god announced to the people of israel you're carrying too much burden you're carrying too much weight it's too much stress in your life you're working to pay for stuff that you spent last year you hear that that's just quiet in here you're working for those things. And because of that, you need some help. And so I'm announcing the year of Jubilee is what he says. And all, all burdens are going to be forgiven. All financial burdens are going to be forgiven. People that are in prison are going to be let out. This is the year of Jubilee. It'll be known as the year of freedom. That's Jesus' message. When he comes and says, the Spirit of God is on me to preach the good news that you're supposed to live free. That's why you were created, to live free. I'm preaching much better than y'all are shouting this morning. I know, you're kind of in awe. It's such an amazing, prolific point that you're just, you're just sitting in awe. Yeah, there you go. I need that. I want you to understand that, that God knows what we're going through today. L listen, uh, just in the last couple of years, addiction has hit both sides of my family. My side, Jenny's side, both sides of our family. Do you know what I pray over my family, my family members, every day? God, this isn't your plan. This isn't your plan to be bound up in addiction like this. Your plan is for freedom. That's what I'm praying. I don't know how it works. I don't know how you're going to orchestrate it. I don't know how you're going to bring them together. I don't know how you're going to set them free. But I'm praying that same message that you brought back then, the same message that saved me in 1993, would be the same message that saved them today. Amen? And, I'm, and I want to tell you, sitting right where you're at, if it's worry, God wants to take that and exchange that for freedom. If it's keeping you up at night, whether it's your job or your health or relationships, God said, I'll exchange that for freedom. Put trust in me. I'll exchange that for the good news that I came to give you freedom. You know, how, you, know, you know some of those nights when you're laying... In the middle of the night, and it's been one of those years, not one of those days or weeks, but one of those years, and you're up in the middle of the night, can I tell you that I would exchange every material possession I ever owned in my entire life for a little bit of freedom right then, for a little bit of, t exchange that, that worry for peace, that anxiety for trust. You understand what I'm saying? That's good news. Sometimes... We, we wrap good news up in, well, he's come to save us from hell. That, that's awesome. But how about the 70, 80, 90 years I'm going to live on this planet before hell? Let's get down to brass tacks. How about the life that I'm going through? His message, he said, I came to explain to you, you weren't created for burden. You were created for freedom. I hope that you carry that through today. I hope that the worship has already primed the pump of your heart. I hope that, hope that the prayer that Jenny prayed before that has already snapped you to attention, got your ears ready, because Jesus said, I've come to proclaim freedom to the prisoners. If you feel bound up, 
you can be free today. Amen? It's good stuff. But it keeps going. In, in Luke chapter 6, I love this. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus says, in Luke chapter 6, we kind of start seeing Jesus talking about his kingdom. This is how my kingdom is going to be. It's different than this Roman kingdom, right, that we're living in, the Roman occupation of Jerusalem at the time. It's different than that. My kingdom is going to be different than this. And he starts talking about, you, you may have heard the Beatitudes in the beginning of Luke 6, where he says, you know, blessed are those who are poor, for you're going to inherit the earth. And he kind of starts changing some things. Instead of, instead of an eye for an eye, Jesus says some really weird things. He kind of flips the script on. Listen to what he says in Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But you who are listening, whew, y'all get what he's saying there, right? He's not saying if your ears work. He's saying if your mind and your heart's working. Your soul's working. Are you lapping up what I'm laying down? You're picking up what I'm putting, putting down, right? That's what he's saying. If you're paying attention and not thinking about right now what you've got to do on Sunday afternoon, but you're listening to God's Spirit. I've got something I want to say to you about the new kingdom. This is what he says. Love your enemies. Didn't get one amen on that. That's all right. Hold it. Hold it. We're good. Do good to those who hate you. I'm with you. It's hard. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Why does he start with that? How about just, how about go check out a church? Wouldn't that be easier? Am I too real this morning? Y'all not ready for this, right? Let's just go on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus says, listen, I've got freedom for you. I'm going to spend Luke 2, 3, 4 telling you all about it. I've got freedom for you. But if you want to participate in this freedom, you can't be holding on to the junk of this world. Right? If somebody mistreats you, you can't be like, Lord, the first chance I get, I'm going to fire Bob. I'm going to run him out of town. I, I, you know, I'm going to, he's never going to work in this industry again. Well, good. You just hold on to that and see where that works at 2 o'clock in the morning the rest of this week. Because you just exchange that for freedom. You get that? You get what Jesus is doing? Like, he is, he's messing up our world. It's not an eye for an eye anymore. Like, for the last couple of thousand years, God said, okay, okay, if they steal your goat, go steal their goat. It's the way you people roll. Right? <laughs> and then after thousands of years of that, he said, listen, but you're living with the burden of hatred. You're living with the burden of, of mistreating people. People that... People that curse you, guess what we do? We curse them. We're supposed to bless them. And Jesus said, not anymore. My kingdom is going to be different. My kingdom is going to be different. We're going to turn this around because I want you to walk in freedom. And if you're holding on to hatred and, and bitterness and cursing them and all this kind of revenge, and all that, you, you can't hold on to freedom. You've got to turn loose of those things to get a hold of the freedom that God has for us. I'm going to release my, my stress and I'm going to pick up some, some peace. How about that? You understand what Jesus is saying? Like he's, he's really blowing these Jews' mind. And I love it because Luke is Greek. He's like, this is good for me too. Not just the Jews. This is people. This is a human condition. That Jesus says, that this is what he, point number two, that when he's creating this kingdom, this is going to be an upside down kingdom. This is going to flip everything that you learned growing up. Oh, this pause right there. You've heard my story. 
You've heard my first 23 years of life and the rules of the street. Well, what about you? What, what have we learned from friends, mom and dad, relatives, school, whatever it was in our past that Jesus says, it's not the way it's supposed to be. You're carrying extra weight because that's the tools that you're using. But what I want to do is I want to flip it upside down. I want to exchange those things for peace and freedom and liberty and life. You understand? Like that, that's the message of Christ. It's not just salvation spiritually. It's salvation from the world. Salvation from everything. I, I know what you go through, he says. I know the financial situations, the health situations. Doesn't mean all those are going to change. But I want to flip the way that you perceive them. I want to flip the way that you carry those. I want to flip the way that you see those. People that hate you, here, here's what I want you to do. Y'all ready? Real, let's do this. Let's get, let's get down to prayer. Why'd y'all come to church this morning? I'm, I'm seriously, you came so that God would speak to you and you grow in your faith, right? You'd be encouraged. God would speak to you about what you're going through or whatever. This is it right here. Think about somebody right now that has hated you. We're getting serious. People on the internet are turning it off right now. You aren't getting up and leaving because nobody's moving right now. <laughs> Think about that. Your step, if you want to participate in freedom, the step of that is to not hate them, but to love them. Yeah, but you don't understand my situation. Come up here sometime, we'll have a private talking. We've all got those situations. Everybody. Jesus said, love them. People that curse you, that's a dare. It's a spiritual dare. I dare you to bless them. You curse my kids, I'm going to rip your head off and kick it down the street, right? All that. I, that's the natural. Jesus said, I'm going to flip the script. I'm not, this, my kingdom's upside down. Kingdom, it's not the way the world rolls. They, they curse your kids. Wow, man. You know what? I pray that God would bless you and your family. Have you ever said anything 100% by faith? Sometimes that's where it starts. When I, when I got saved and started reading my Bible, it wasn't because I thought it was a thrilling book. Because I was told that you need that, that. That's living. There's something supernatural about that. Read it and see what God does. I remember having the conversation with my, with my cousin at the time and going, dude, I've been reading for like weeks. There's some really good one-liners in it, but I don't get it. And then something happened in life. And the things that I'd been prepping with for the last few months sprung up. This is how you react to this. This is how you get through that. This is how you respond emotionally and mentally and physically. Oh, it's like, it's like practicing for a sport or something. You practice, 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 game time. That's when you use your skills. It's the same way with Jesus' message. I understand it's difficult. When we say, run those stairs, well, those who hate you, go love them. I'd rather run stairs. But Jesus said, if you want to walk in the freedom that I brought into this world, you've got to turn loose of those things. You've got to allow me to move in your life. Allow me to teach you. Change the way you think. Change the way this world, and just, just flip it all the way around. 180 degrees different.
And when you do that, at first it's by faith. It's like, it's like going on some diet. You're expecting week four is when it's supposed to fall off of me, right? I'm just going faith to, by, by faith till then. I'm with you. I've been on 72 of them. You know, I know how that works. I just pray to get to week four. Same thing with God's word. It's by faith. And then you look up three or four weeks later and you realize, I'm not living with the same stress. I'm doing a lot more talking to Jesus about this hatred stuff. I'm doing a lot more talking to Jesus about my boss, and my coworkers, my neighbors, these relationships. I'm doing a lot more giving it to Jesus and I'm not hanging on to it all the time. I'm actually walking and living in freedom. That's why he created us. And when we walk in freedom, that's when our lives change. That's when we're able to hear God's spirit lead us teach us because we're not all bound with that yoke of slavery the world put on us if we're going to participate there's a group of people this is kind of reading the next 15 chapters 10 through 19 those 10 chapters there's a group of people that jesus says these are the people that will walk in freedom all right this is your next fill in the blank that people that are practicing Radical generosity in their lives. Instead of, you curse me, and I bless you. I'm generous with my blessings. You hate me, and I love you. I'm generous. God's given it to me. I'm giving it to you. I'm generous. And there's three ways that through these next 15 chapters that he's, that he's generous, and I want to give those to you. One, by serving others. Number one way you can practice being Jesus Christ on this planet is to learn to just give it away to others. Love them. Look for ways to serve people. Jesus said, the Son of Man, he's talking about him, but he's trying to put emphasis on who he is. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. The Son of God. We should be rolling out the carpet, bringing in the parade, the whole bit. And he said, nope, that's not the way we do it. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to provide for you first. That, that line in that song that I was found before I was lost, it tripped me up. I asked Aaron, I said, what's that, what's, that, what's that line mean, I was found before I was lost? He said, well, God's always wanted to save you. He's always loved you. Your condition doesn't change. Man, I should have got that. I'm the pastor. Makes sense. I just need somebody to connect the dots. That's what Jesus is doing today. The first people that are going to, the, the group of people is, are people that are just crazy generous. Those are the people that are going to walk in freedom. They're crazy generous forgiving others. The second one is that they're peacemakers. Maybe the hardest one of them all. They're peacemakers. That means they don't stir up trouble. They don't add to it, but they bring about peace. Everybody say comment section. Just leave that right there. The peacemakers are the ones that are going to walk in freedom. I don't need to get even. I'm a peacemaker. In fact, I'm going to be so radical and generous with my peacemaking, I'm going to look for opportunities to heal people's lives, to strengthen people, to help people. I'm going to look for ways to bring peace where there is no peace. First, I've got to live that out myself i got to turn loose of that and take on some of this freedom Jesus is talking about. But then I'm going to actually be that to others. And then the third one, the third one's the long one. By offering complete 
an unmerited forgiveness. Everybody say, help me, Jesus. What, what would the world look like? How, how, no, 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 not the world. What would one person in your life look like if they, if they offered unmerited forgiveness to everybody around them? How would they stand out? How would they change how you perceive? Like, I would want to take them to lunch, wouldn't you? Like, what's going on in your life? You forgive everybody. And you're always serving people. And it seems like you're just trying to make peace all the time with everybody. You don't want to get even. You don't care about your reputation. You're just like, you're weird. <laughs> and I want to know exactly what you're doing and how to get there. Because I would start that conversation with, if I was the other one that, well, first... First, you have to lay down and exchange the things that are stressing you out in life. And take on Jesus' freedom. He came to set prisoners free. Do that, and then just start giving it out. Start walking in that, and you have plenty to give. Oh, what, what would the day be like when we have so much peace in our lives, we can just dole it out? We have so much love in our lives that we just throw love to everybody. What would that day be like? What would that week, what would that year of our lives be like? Instead of worrying about the 401k and the expansion and all this kind of, we're just like, Lord, it's, it's you. And just, just keep doling it on me and I'll keep giving it out generously. The last one is this, chapters 20 through 24. It's the last five chapters of the, of the book. Jesus practices exactly what he's been preaching for the last 15 chapters. Chapters 20 through 24 is his final week in Jerusalem. And Jesus hanging on the cross. After all this preaching, here's your test. Practice, 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 game time. He's hanging on the cross. While they were beating him overnight in, in the, the overnight trial, which they never had, but it was a rigged trial, they had, they had put the crown of thorns on Jesus, right? Nobody's fighting for that. It's like dug into his scalp. He's on the cross. But before they lift him up on that cross, they did spot that, that purple cloth that they put around him because they were mocking him, saying, now, if you're a king, why don't you just command us to leave you alone, and we'll leave you alone. If you're a king... Why don't you just command your servants to come and rescue you? And they're just mocking Jesus. They put the purple cloth on him to mock him like he's a royalty. Well, before they lifted him up, they didn't want to leave anything on him. So they, the guards actually took that cloth off of him. It's the reason that when Jesus is hanging there, the, the Bible says that he's completely naked before the world. Not bad enough that they beat you and they're going to kill you. Now you're completely naked hanging on the cross. Let me just tell you. I was raised on the east side of Duncan. There would be some bitterness raising up in me. Jesus, that line right there should have been, like if it was from Duncan, that line would have been, Father, wipe these suckers off the planet. Scott. God, at least kill these guys that ripped my clothes off. That was the final straw. Just me? And you know what Jesus says? Y'all, you know this. Father, forgive them because they don't understand what they're doing. Completely upside down thinking. The thieves hanging on either side of him, they're there because of what they did. The thief never said, I'm innocent. Never said that. You know what he said? He said, hey, Jesus, if, if you're the king and you're, you're going to heaven and that's where your king is at, will you remember me when you get there? And you know what Jesus said? Everybody say, today. Yeah. Now he said, Let's, let me think about it. 
No, he said today. Now, why don't you repent first? There's three things you need to do. No, he didn't do that. He said today, 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 you'll be with me in paradise. Today. Of all the, the things that Jesus could have said in those two situations, he practices what he preaches. Jesus, the Spirit of God is on him on that cross to do one thing, to preach the good news of freedom. That's what I'm here for. I'm releasing these guys of the burden of killing me. I'm releasing this guy of the burden of his sin. My job is for freedom. If you'll let him, church, if you'll let him every single day, today and tomorrow's today and the next day's today, he'll release you of your into your freedom, of your burden, of your mistakes, of your problems, and he'll say, come walk with me in freedom. And it's a daily thing. Believe me, the, Jesus himself said that. Why worry about t tomorrow? Because tomorrow has enough worries of it. Its own, right? I mean, pounding my Bible. Amen, Jesus. Preach it. Yes. And then tomorrow, it's another practice. Learn to hand those things over so that you can walk in freedom. So that you can't, you can't, you can't dole it out till you experience it yourself. You can't grow in your faith till you experience it yourself. You have to experience that freedom, the message in which Jesus was anointed for. You have to experience that before you can give it. Last story as the band's coming. The road to Emmaus. In Luke 24, it's the last book of the, of the book of Luke and the last half of that chapter. It's the last chapter, I mean, in the book of Luke and the last half of that chapter. They've just come from the tomb. The tomb is empty. There's a couple of disciples walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, seven-mile road. They're walking that road, and a guy comes up beside him and starts talking, and it's Jesus. The story tells us that. Luke tells us that because in hindsight, he knows. It's Jesus walking with these guys. He's, I'm sure he's probably got his... You know, cloth over his face or over his uh, head, and he's walking with them, and he's asking them, what are, "What are they so stressed about?" And they begin to tell him the story in Luke twenty-four in that second half. They tell him the story of what just happened this last week. Well, we all rallied, you know, it's Palm Sunday kind of thing. We all rallied, and our Savior, our King, was just just like right to the edge of like taking over. And we know he was going to kick all the Romans out, you know, and just bring his kingdom down. And, and they kidnapped him. They, they went while he was praying. Of all places, they, they took him and they beat him and they had an overnight trial and they convicted him. And then they spent all night whipping him almost to death. And then they hung him on the cross on Friday and he died. And these last two days, everybody's kind of been shocked. And then we go to the, the grave this morning to pay homage to him and the, the stones roll back. His body's gone. Like, we're all freaking out. And in verse 16 of chapter 24, it says they didn't recognize Jesus. They didn't recognize him. And then when they got to the house, it was about dark. I mean, they just walked seven miles. And they said, hey, why don't you stay with us? Why don't you come in and eat at least if you're, if you're not going to stay? Come in and eat with us. In verse 30 of chapter 24, it says, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them, like he had done with them, hundreds of times before they just didn't recognize him verse 31 says then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight listen I finished this book several weeks ago as I was getting ready for this message and the question that keeps coming over to, to ask you keep, keeps asking me would you recognize him if, he if he's sitting in your pew today, would you recognize him? Can I tell you, he's going to be nuts. He doesn't do things the way the world does them. 
If you hate him, he won't hate you back. If you curse him, he won't curse, he'll bless you. If you mistreat him, you know what he does? You know what he does? He prays for you. He's a nut. If you kill him, he will beg Father God for your forgiveness. Do you understand the, the freedom? We, we, we often start with that. But that freedom that we want to walk in so badly, the freedom that is Jesus' message that he came to earth and was anointed to preach, freedom for us, comes with a price. And it's not us dying. He did that. But it comes with laying down the junk that we hold on to. The hatred, just got to lay it down. The unforgiveness. Listen, there are people in my life every single day, at least once a day, I pray the Lord's Prayer. Every day. Jesus said, this is how you pray, so I pray. I pray lots of other things too, but I pray that one. My Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. And it starts with, your kingdom come. You're upside down, wonky, completely opposite of the world, 180 degree change from how I was raised, relearn all my habits, rework all my tools. Your kingdom come, your will, not mine, not my agenda, your will, not my reflexes, your will, not the way I think, your will. Your will happen in my life, my family, my job, my thinking, my free time, your will. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life on this planet as it is in heaven. That's where it starts. We have to lay those things down. I have no idea. This is what's great about this message. I have no idea if you're going through anything at all. I have no idea. What I do know, though, if you are, if you are, I've got the answer. And I found him the hard way. wasn't the easy way. I understand what you're going through. Not, not maybe detail-wise, but I understand it's tough. And Jesus said, what he's saying now is, would you like to walk in the freedom that I came to give? It may be salvation. Maybe you need to start there, just shaking hands with Jesus. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm willing, let's do this. Maybe you need to start there today. But some of you may, may be believers, may put your faith in Christ, but still struggling with the ways of the world. You haven't let him flip the script on how you live yet. Can I tell you today, today you can walk with him in paradise, in that freedom. So that's how we're going to end today. Whatever you need prayer for. As I pray, let's proclaim the good news of Jesus in our lives. If, if you're bound up in hatred, just tell him, say, Lord, you know. You know you know the history. You know the phone calls. You know the relationship. Whatever it is, you know it. Help me to turn loose of that so that I can walk in freedom. And maybe, maybe, maybe you could use my example in their life and change the whole thing. Who knows? Can we do that? As I pray, in your own way, why don't you pray? And let's lay it down today. Lord, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for the book of Luke that we have that today. I can read it on my phone, on my desk, my Bible, wherever I want. So thankful that Luke, a Greek physician, would follow Paul around for years, would interview the disciples, would write such an incredible, exhaustive 
account of what he saw, what he heard, and that we're able to, to read this today, that you came to give freedom, to proclaim freedom to the oppressed, to declare freedom for the prisoners. Lord, today we want to walk in that freedom more than ever. We understand you've blessed us in so many ways. We're so blessed materialistically. We're so blessed. But because of that, so many of us don't get to walk in freedom. And today, Lord, we pray that you would help us to turn loose. Even if it's by faith, today we're turning loose of our, of our hatred. We're turning loose of unforgiveness. We're turning loose of the past so we can walk into the future with you. We're turning loose of things that hold us back, that irritate us, that stress us, that bring anxiety and worry. We're turning loose of those things. And we're taking your freedom into our lives. And by faith, Lord, we are going to be radically generous people. With what you've given us, we're going to serve others. We're going to serve people. We're going to be peacemakers, Lord. And we're going to give out forgiveness hand over fist that the well would never run dry let people think we're the craziest the weirdest because we're going to be just like you Lord we're going to love our enemies we're going to bless those who mistreat us we're going to pray for those who hurt us if somebody tries to kill us we're going to ask that you'd forgive them we're going to be dealers of freedom in our lives Lord I pray you would help each one of us here in this room to take on your freedom today, that we'd walk out of this place totally different than we were when we walked in, that you'd set us free, that you'd set us free by your power. God has anointed you to set us free. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for coming and giving us the message of freedom. It is in your great name that we pray, and everyone said amen. 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 Let's kill the lights. Let's stand to our feet and sing that song one more time. Can we do that?